All right, I'm going to start with, I'm so sorry if I mispronounce anyone's name, but this week we're taking a look at a movie about a shape-shifting alien that terrorizes the Arctic. Yep, we're talking movies, we're talking Slashback, starring Tunisia Shirley, Chelsea Prusky, and Nyloza Ellsworth, written by Ryan Cabin and Nyla Inzuk, who also directed Chris... Nobody fucks with the girls from Pang. God damn it. That's like literally the line I was going to use. And it's such a great line. uh, So I'm actually cool with the fact that I don't have another quote. Uh, That is definitely no one message from the girls from Pang. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of how'd you like that movie uh we're super excited to be talking about the 2022 film slashback or at least i am so scott take us away okay all right so here we go okay so remember a couple weeks ago when we discussed prey and i was all like you know the predator franchise with the exception of the first film that's you know the greatest slusher movie ever made um is all about great concepts that we're unable to deliver. This is usually where you respond, yes, I remember, or no, I don't. Yeah, I remember. I thought you were talking to the audience. So. No, no, I was talking to you. Oh, okay. Like, I can't, I can't interact with the audience. I can't ask them questions in which they respond back. Okay, so I think you this can. film... It's called Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, let, I let you handle that. Okay, so I think this film, great concept, but I think the lack of the budget that they had took away from the overall presentation of this film. Fuck that. Fuck that. And fuck you. No, no, no. But that's the thing. Like it started out great, but like, I think it's really like what I'm saying. I think it's really evident and easily displayed when it comes to the third act. Cause it seems like the third act is where all the money went away. Like that they had already like ran through their budget. You mean? Yeah, I think all the budget went through the CGI. On the topic, were you, I was not able to find budget numbers for this. Were you? I couldn't eat. No, yeah. I didn't either. Anyway, a lot of it was done through uh, grants through like Ontario Creates and the CBC and uh, some of the indigenous grant funding bodies here in Canada. Uh, so that might be why, like that those things are, they're publicly probably available, but you have to actually go to those grant rev- websites and uh, dig up like, yeah, how yeah. much money they, they got. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I know back in 2018, this was presented at the, I'm going to, I'm not fucking French, so I'm going to mispronounce it, but the Frontier's Copro Market in Montreal. Yeah. Then in 2019, it went to the finance um, forum in Helsinki to get some funding for it. And then it was presented as well. Um, well, it went to South, I, it premiered at South by Southwest. Yes, but it, it was then at the Marsh du Film at the Cannes Film Festival, and that's when the um, the company Sierra Affinity, which is a start, helped out with uh, the international dis- distributor for the for the film and got it some financing more, and that's when yeah, it. Uh, but that so that financing premiered. though would have been for media and distribution right like so you would have your production would have already been wrapped at this point because you're already at the film markets right so 
Sure. Yeah. Because yeah, because well, no, I know the first. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. That's you, know you that. don't. You know, they wouldn't have been showing in, you know, without its post production completed at this at, at that point. You know what I mean? Well, there you go. But yeah, like it is. It's a fun concept. It's a good concept. Uh, but yeah, I, the thing that took it away kind of was, you know, the lack of kind of budget for me that this is coming from hold on this is coming from a guy who fucking loves john carpenter's the thing and this is basically like the goonies meets the thing like it was fucking so fun it made me happy there was so much like it's pure it's not even just cancon but it's like uh inuit can cancon it just made me fucking happy from the set design to the wardrobe choices, like even the just sassy fucking talking of those girls, like it was so good. Like I think, so. Oh, I'm go not. Ahead. Go ahead. Again, go ahead. No, I'm not saying that it's not. Do you think I'm right though that one. it was basically like the thing meets, meets the Goonies? Like, did it not have that vibe? Well, the, I think this film is a good. It's a good test film, especially if you're also ever her, thinking. It's also Nyla's first feature film like these people that like like she had done some short work and stuff like that but like these people that just like fucking hit it out of the park this is what makes me afraid to make a feature film because i don't want to fail <laughs> like yeah. yeah but like i was saying like this is a good test film in which especially if you're if you want to have your kids watch john carpenter's the thing right this is a good film to sit them down with so they get the concept of the thing. They get prepared what they kind of be seeing later with the morphing. It's kind of like Monster Squad, which people can go back and watch our episode there where, you know, it's a good, like, get you in the headspace. Like, okay, this is kind of what it's like, but it's now going to be a little bit more extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like your gateway drug. Exactly. It's, it's, this is a good weed. Did you watch this it with good- your kids? Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, yeah. Too. We yeah, should have had them on because they probably give fucking better uh, breakdown than you're doing. How did they like? No, no. Uh, uh, none of them liked it. They all thought it was really bad. Yeah. I, I, but that's the thing. Like, again, what they're looking for, and kind of got them to watch the trailer first, and the trailer hyped them up a lot. And again, like each one is like the third act, kind of like. To me, it just like is that what they apart. said? Your your children, they were like, I don't know. It kind of comes apart in the third act. That's that's it, both. This is a verbatim quote or what? <laughs> well, when they're like, I didn't like the ending, kind of like you know, that's the third act. Mm-hmm. So, so it's close to a verbatim quote. But yeah, I get what you're saying, and and I appreciate your 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 no your um enthusiasm opinion. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, I I like like you're not very enthusiastic on many films. Right, unless you have an agenda, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I do appreciate it, and like, and like I said, like it's a good concept, and like I was, I did like it, and you know, a lot of the 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 girls that were actress, this was their first movie, and I think, you know, they did a good job, like with the acting, especially with the load they had to take. Oh yeah, because it's uh, like it's uh, the, dialogue heavy, right? Like there's lots yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yes. So I mean, like I said, so I I thought it was great. I I really appreciate. I actually, so we did, uh, what was it? Night Raiders, right? So we did Night Raiders, and we did this, and both are like indigenous uh, directors and writers, and both actually both female. 
Um, and I actually think that this did a better job with its smaller budget, even not knowing what the budget it was. Like I, I can feel, you can feel the, the budget constraints on the film. And so I think that like Guy Godfrey, the cinematographer, he did a great job of like, sh the man, like the, those beautiful shots of the Arctic. Like normally, like I fucking complain about like the drone shots, but they work in this and they allow the film to be like almost look better than the than the budget that it probably had because the natural beauty of the north is i mean it is natural and it is beautiful and he showcases this in such a nice way that you have these kind of like little set pieces happening with this beautiful landscape and it makes it feel like a bigger film this is a film that didn't try and didn't try and be uh, a film with a bigger budget. You know what I mean? It understood what it had as far as money. It had, like you said, the actors are almost like, other than the, uh, the dude at the beginning that gets the first guy killed. He's a fairly, uh, famous Canadian actor. Um, I can't find his name right now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's not that famous. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So you have like, like you said, like a, a cast that really is unknown. You've got this beautiful landscape, but because it kind of all takes place in that village, it allows all the money to just be in this one spot. Like you're not trying to like, there's uh, a little bit of CGI, I guess, that makes the alien spaceship kind of thing. Um, but that's it. Like everything else is just very practical, right? You're running around a town, you got your camera and bingo, bango, like I said, a little bit of CGI and you're good to go. Uh, it did such a good job with its small budget and the script is fucking great. I mean, hold on. Do you want to talk, push back on anything I just said? Cause I'm going to go on to it and I'm going to compare this to like, nope, because they also involve aliens. And we're going to talk a little bit about fucking subtext and how to do it properly and how nope did not. So. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. I wasn't even paying attention to what you're saying, uh, but, but and it's, and yeah. it's, sorry. And it was, uh, it's Christian. Christian Braun is the actor. Yeah, I was trying to look it up too <laughs> while you were talking. I'm like, oh, let me see if I can find it. Who it was? Um, yeah, like I, I do like condensed films, like in which, like, or not condensed films, but claustrophobic films where sure. you know people are trapped, you know, and you feel that kind of thing. But the um, like in terms of the plot, how you're saying well written, I think in terms of there are some key points, and I don't know if it is because of time constraints or budget constraints, but I do think this is one of the films that it could have been um, delved out a little bit more, like more things could have been expanded. Like, like what? Well, the relationship between the lead protagonist and her father right like he's the the best hunter in the in the town and everything like that but it seemed like at one point and it could have just be been me miss um misreading it but i thought their relationship was strained right because yeah. it seemed like so you know she wasn't my my understanding of that and this actually has to go towards some of the stuff i'm going to say about subtext is like there, there's so much stuff happening, like interpersonal stuff. So you have the all these young young women from uh, Nunavut uh, who live in this little uh, Inuit town, 
And some of them really love being Inuit, right? And that's, so that's one of the things that her, I think her strained relationship with her father is her father is like known to be the best hunter and he still sells, uh, what do they call it? Like country meat, basically like seal and stuff like that. And she just wants, <laughs> this is actually, and I love the, this reference too. Like the idea of it's like, oh, I just want to get out of here and go to Winnipeg. And for all of you in Canada, you're all like thinking, fucking Winnipeg? Even people in Winnipeg don't want to go to Winnipeg. That sidebar, Scott and Chris are going to fucking Winnipeg, possibly with this podcast, for the Canadian International Comedy Film Festival in October. So uh, no one wants to go to Winnipeg except Scott and Chris. <laughs> and some of the, the the lead protagonists of this film. So this is what it is, right? So you... Uh, okay, I get it now. I get it. This is why you like this movie so much because you want to just like literally play these sound bouts about how awesome Winnipeg is <laughs> so you can try to get some free shit when you're there. That's it. Live from Winnipeg. <laughs> it's the How'd You Like That Movie podcast um, brought to you by Unsolicited. Um, but yeah, so like her dad is like a traditional Inuit hunter and she's like, fuck this. Like there's nothing about Inuit culture like throughout the film. She's at the party and she's like, makes fun of the painting and the kid's like, yeah, my mom painted that. Like, she's just like, I just don't want to be Inuit. And so there's that culture clash that's happening. And I think that is the distance that you're seeing. And that's why at the end, when they have their little like food stand or whatever, it's like, they're back. Like she's, she's really leaned back into like how cool it is and how awesome it is to just be the person that she is. And that's someone who's from the North, you know? No. Yeah. Like, I I just thought she didn't like the small town. It had nothing to do in terms of but cultural. She, but she talks. But, she talks because she constantly is, is like, why why does everybody here have like Inuit, you know, art on the walls? Why does everybody here have like you know like she makes fun of like eating country meat and he's like, well, what do you like? And she's like KFC and he's like, ooh, Richie Rich. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Expensive. So she specifically talks about the fact that she's kind of like she wants to be like a city girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like. Who wouldn't want to be a city girl in Winnipeg? You know, in Winnipeg, <laughs> she not could even be Toronto. Car- She's not she like, oh, the I want to go to Toronto. She's like, I want to go to Winnipeg. Winnipeg <laughs> right? She could be the Carrie Bradshaw. You already got a Samantha. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, so it, what this, you know, the way they deal with a lot of the subtext. So they talk about like, you know, land back. They talk about like white people and like coming up there and buying like you know. The only reason you uh make this art is this. Is they use an Inuit word for it, but basically like stupid white tourists and stuff. And like it's all just like woven. Like when she puts on the like no peace on stolen land, like the land back no jacket and stuff. I'm just oh yeah, no justice on stolen land. I'm just like it's just it's all in there. That's all subtext. They're talking about indigenous sovereignty and stuff like that. All at the same time, it works. You can pick up on it. It's not hit over the head, but it's also not like, nope, where you have to read a fucking Variety article uh, with the director to be like, oh, yes, yes. It's underrepresentation in uh, animals and people of color in Hollywood. Like, it was so well done. I as, as soon as I finished watching it, I recommended it to a ton of people. I was like, got to go watch this fucking movie. And it's only like 88 or 86 minutes long. So it's like uh, the perfect length. Like, you are correct. There is things we could probably do to make this film better, but I almost feel like I am not picking on this film. I am not going to pick it apart because it doesn't deserve to be picked apart because they did such a good job with what they had. They're telling a great story. Those girls are fucking awesome. Like I could just like watch the, like a I want stranger things, but with them where they just go around and like 
oh, like Stranger Things meets Monster Squad, where the girls from Pang kick ass, take names, and like kill aliens and monsters and stuff in the North. Fucking, I would watch that show as well. Sure. All right. You know, you can write a petition to the Canadian CBC. Film, the Canadian football. Even the CBC stuff. Like, I don't know if you noticed that, like, you yeah, hear the, the broadcast reporter. and you hear the, like, CBC intro music. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, it's the national. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, even at the end when the reporter comes out and I saw the CBC logo, I'm like, man. Like how, like how do they, how much do they pay to get that into there, right? or, or wanted... even having the Montreal Canadiens, like because anything that's licensed and stuff, they would have to get approval for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you also see, actor... you see, what is it? A is it the Canadian Juniors or Hockey Canada or something like that? There's like a ball cap or something like hanging in one of the houses. Maybe, yeah, but yeah, like even that that sweater. I'm like, I'm not uh, Canadians. Like Montreal Canadiens fan, but even that sweater that was worn, that was like just the symbol, like all over the place. I'm like that. That does look like a pretty cool sweater, right? Like they should have gone with the Leafs, but hey, you know, <laughs> sometimes sometimes bad nope. choices are made. They had to do that so that they can uh, have some Quebec representation in there. You know what I mean? They don't want to. We don't want to pick off, piss off the province of Quebec. Um, <laughs> I actually want to know how much Honda paid because that was like it was like Honda all over the place, like ball cap. Honda, hey, nice Honda, nice Honda, like not even like nice four wheel or whatever. It was like specifically the fucking brand. So they must have had like a word count in there where it's like, okay, we're going to give you some money and you have to say the word Honda X amount of times throughout the film. You know what I mean? Oh, it was like, um, um, whatchamacallit, it was like um, T2, Arnold Schwarzenegger getting paid like the 200K or whatever for the for the whatever he got paid for that movie but it worked out to like 120k a word or something yes. like that because he has <laughs> like, no you, you ha- yeah you you have to throw in honda you have to throw in honda right um but yeah i mean it was it was super fun even seeing like the douchey like white rcmp officer and then the indigenous like oh, i i felt i don't want to spoil it but like peters yeah i what what happened to her was sad um but like, and then she just shows up and, oh my God, like they use uh, in one of the Inuit languages, like throughout the film, which reminds me, Amazon, what the fuck? Why is it when I turn on my closed captioning, you're, it fucking cuts out any indigenous fucking subtitles. Like you guys got to fucking fix that shit. Cause if it's, if it's a you problem, you got a big fucking problem. Cause the same thing, it happened with Slashback and it also happened with Night Raiders. So not fucking cool. Amazon fix that shit. Yeah, but well, I watched, I rented it off the Cineplex store mm-hmm. and I didn't have closed captioning on and it automatically came on. Yeah, that's not closed captioning. Spoke. That's subtitles. I yeah. watch a lot of stuff with closed captioning on. And so what would happen is when they'd go to speak uh, their, their Inuit language, it wouldn't show anything. Like the, so, but as soon as I turn my closed captioning off, this is the same thing that happened in Night Raiders. As soon as I turn it back, I could see the like Cree or whatever. So whatever fucking Amazon is doing is fucking that shit up, and they got to sort it out. It's not cool. It's not cool, man. There's people out there that can't hear. They have trouble hearing, and there's also all this indigenous language that you're not seeing that's being put in these films on purpose. Fix that shit, Jeff Bezos. Don't worry about fucking space. Well, Bezos isn't part of Amazon anymore, so whatever. Anyways, I want him to fucking fix it, but. But it, 
doesn't matter. Know, we don't need to fucking drag. No, wait, face. wait. But I'm gonna ask a question and see if that. So if if you so technically it's in so closed captioning, it's in English, and you're just reading the English, yes. right? But when it switches over, could it be because they don't have a transcriber? Maybe, but that they should probably fucking sort that out because if you turn closed captioning off. There is the subtitles. The subtitles yes. do exist. So someone's just not doing their fucking job. Anyway, this is not yeah, a, yeah. a this is not a closed captioning podcast. Um, um, but we I should did have a technical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, like I said, I loved all the like like I said like all the Inuit language throughout the film. Like they're tra- they're going back and forth in English and then you know switching over. It's shot beautifully. Those fucking kids are awesome. Amazing job done by uh, Nyla Anuksuk. Uh, in directing a bunch of like non-actors um watch this fucking film seriously just go out fucking watch it it's short you'll have so much fun like i said goonies meets the thing well i did like in terms of like with this film like plot points like you watch the thing like they're watching the thing they're referencing the thing the, the one girl when she's talking about i'm like is she talking about fucking John Carpenter's The Thing? Like, yeah, that's so and they're awesome. like, oh, and then his stomach broke open and it cut his arms off. And you got to light and, it and, on fire. Yeah, <laughs> like, see, like, and, and like I said, like, it's great concepts because what they're doing is, like, they have the these kids and they're using, it's technically using, like, the, the scream formula where you have people that know the horror movie formula and how to apply it to try to survive the film. And they're like, okay, She's like, I've watched the thing. <laughs> so this is how we kind of have to survive it. They even got to the point like, well, the only way we could know who the aliens are is if we test their blood. But and I think that's when, you know, like I said, the budget constraints kind of came in because you can automatically see who the aliens were. <laughs> sure. And you could right? men in men in black, men in black, like the original men in black, right? So um, but I, even on that topic, they superimpose uh, Inuit folklore on top of like the alien. At first, she's like describing what she thinks she saw, and she's like referencing her own past as like someone in the north and being like the story she was told by her elders. It anyway, it was fucking yeah. great. Go out and watch this fucking film. Don't listen to Scott. Fucking Scott doesn't know anything about fucking movies most of the time. Anyway, so what <laughs> even horror movies i'm like fucking hands down i like this film i would rewatch it i think yeah it's fun. but this ain't this ain't a horror movie like no offense this is not a horror movie the, like i said this is um like a fucking palate cleanser for kids to get ready to go into horror movies sure call it whatever you want call it family friendly it was it was super it good. is it is. Anyway, it did have some jokes. I got. I got nothing else. I don't even. I'm not even going to do the quote on this. And I just think go watch. No, it. no. I want. I want to hear. I want to hear your quote. I want to hear it. Come you want on. To hear my quote. There, we have a fucking format. You stick to the fucking format. <laughs> okay. So first off, this has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So mm-hmm. uh, Mara Mara Gates from RobertEbert.com says the girls from Pang seriously kick ass, and I can't wait to see what Inusik does next. You know, you could have got some can can quote, right? Like can can. The whole fucking can. thing is can can. And yeah, well, but you, you could have got Globe and Mail, fucking National Post, Winnipeg Times. I don't know. Toronto <laughs> Winnipeg Sun. Free Press. <laughs> yeah, the you winter, know, it just kept everything the win- can win- can. The Winterpeg <laughs> Free Press. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. 
If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. Globe and Mail, so Can Can, pretty much saying what, oh, look at that. Eh? Yeah, but I just think it's like an asshole fucking, like, it It, it basically understate, or underestimates, like, all the fucking, sorry, it undercuts all the fantastic work that was done. It looks beautiful. It doesn't look low budget. Like, you can no, feel no, the low budget, like, but it looks good. They're doing the this great job. Cheap ass Michael Myers mask on top of the contortionists. <laughs> look fucking cheap right? but it just works man i'm like like no, if, if that's like, what you're getting fucking better to shave out of like production by rod shaver vader monkey productions